action. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Your Average Critics, joined today by Chris Anobi. Joe's got his one and done for 2018, so uh, yeah. Um, so you just gave us a little bit of film news before we came on air, which you oh. may as well repeat. Um, basically, apparently DC fans, or there's a page on Facebook where DC fans are going to try and sabotage the rating of Black Panther uh, on Rotten Tomato, and... That's mad gay. I just start understanding. In the, in in a in a non homophobic way, that's mad gay. Just, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> like I just think, literally, like it's just so immature and petty. Like I can only think the people who are planning to do this must be like twelve years old. Honestly. Why is there this DC? Well, you have to be one or the other. Honestly. Like, why are people getting so protective of DC? It's because they've had so many bad ratings, isn't it? Really, and they just I think they feel they're unfairly treated in. But, but why do they if, care about the ratings? Because these films are well, making money. Exactly. So I was saying, if anything, if you're like the people who work at Marvel and DC, surely, in the in the grand scheme of things, you'd actually want like if you're Marvel, you'd want the DC films to do well so that it keeps the superhero films genre, you know, yeah, booming. Yeah, that's well, the thing, and <laughs> it just shows that that probably gives Marvel even more like weight, doesn't it? So the fact that DC fans are trying to make it go, you know, mm. lower the rating. So they obviously think Black Panther is going to have a very, very high rating. Mm. So they need to try and ambush it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, if you don't want the film to do well, don't go and see it. You know, that to it. I don't think you can even, like, if you, like, love one side and bash the other, like, I don't think you can even, like, call yourself, like, a true, like, superhero film fan. Because yeah. you should be able to appreciate films. Like, even you, obviously, you, going into Justice League, you were sceptical, or, well, you you, you, you thought, oh, yeah, this film's going to be fucking awful. Then after you've seen it, you're like, I felt like you went in with a semi-open mind. And after you've seen it, you're like, okay, it's actually okay. Like, it's not, yeah. not great, not terrible, it's okay. And it's better people going with open mind rather than... People on both sides, DCML, were thinking, oh, yeah, this is, this is shit because blah, 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 blah. Like, even... A certain podcast that me and you, me and you listen to, which yeah. I won't give them, uh, get name them. Never mind. <laughs> the um, why won't you name them? Because uh, I'm not about to slam them. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. like one of one of the members, whenever he's talking about a Marvel film, he just literally just bashes it because he's a, like he's a big DC fan. Oh, I he know just what you mean. Bashes it, bashes it, and he's like, oh yeah, Civil War doesn't age well. Oh, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, Civil War is not a great film. Like, what are you like? Literally, um, uh, completely objectively, Civil War is a fantastic superhero film. Yeah, objectively, <laughs> like yeah. I, just, and, I don't and like how you can think otherwise. Honestly, I don't. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. And the thing is, is like when I was hating on Justice League before because the trailer looked terrible. It wasn't. I because, thought good. It wasn't because. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I am more of a fan of Marvel films, but that's because there are more Marvel films, I mm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, you know, I love The Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises is all right. Um, and, you know, you know how I've seen Suicide Squad three times, so I'm a fan to an extent of that film. So it's not I'm anti-DC. And if anything, there's quite a few Marvel films that I don't actually like. I, I don't like the Thor films. I don't like the first Captain America. I don't like the Hulk film. I don't like... Iron yeah, Man fair, 2. Fair point. I, speaking of, I have a question. I don't know, Chris, if you might be able to get up on your iPad or something. But how many how many DC films are we into this DC franchise? Uh, so oh. we're Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman, Justice League. And 
Suicide I Squad? I think... Su- well, yeah, Suicide Squad features Ben Affleck. Yeah, so okay, so I'd five. Five. Mm-hmm. What were the first five Marvel franchise films? Uh, uh, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Uh, Captain, Captain America, America 4. 4. So I would argue that only two of those five are good. Uh, you probably said one. I would, I would say... I would one. say two. I'd say Iron Man 1 and Captain America 1. Iron Man 2 is not great. See, I, I, see I thought 4 was decent... So I'd say that I'd say Iron Man and four were good, and okay. actually I thought Captain America was pretty decent the second time I watched it. So yeah, I'd probably say three of the five. Yeah, I'd say one and a half. So they're not, and obviously yeah, they're not like, like dissimilar with, with, with DC. I mean, I would argue that I think Wonder Woman's good. I thought just I think Justice League is good, obviously, and the others, the other three are subpar slash shit. So I would say you know. They're not that far apart for, 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 for first, you know. Mm. It's just because they started so late in the yeah. game, isn't it? It's yeah. like 10 years on and, and within, they've just started. Within five films, arguably one of which is not really <coughs> part of it, Suicide Squad, yeah. they've already had the toots team up. True. Whereas, how yeah. was it like eight films before Marvel yeah, did like, that? Yeah. Um, so... Was well, it? Oh, I can't yeah. remember. It was quite a lot. So, yeah, it was th- Iron Man 1 and 2. Oh, then it was a sick film in the Hulk. franchise. Sick. Yeah. Oh, it was the sixth. Yeah, it was the sixth. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. they've yeah because they did their individual films and Iron Man had yeah. the second one because it was so good. Whereas DC have kind of done it in reverse. They're like, we'll do a team up film and then then we'll do an origin Flash and then we'll, well potentially and then we'll do a solo. Well, I should say solo rather than origin. Well. Solo Cyborg, um, maybe potentially solo Batman. They've got one film coming out this year as well. Just Aquaman, Aquaman yeah. yeah. Which I think is crazy. Do you reckon Flashpoint is going to be a soft reboot? Um, oh, do you know what? Don't tell me that. That is to be honest, kill think, me. Thinking about it, yeah, it would actually be a good idea if the universe was more like this. Would be a great. This would be a great second Flash film. This would be mm. a great thing if Marvel had this property after Infinity War. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're like, yeah, okay, yeah. we need to recast these yeah, yeah, these yeah. actors. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's basically an escape clause, for Ben Affleck, isn't it? Yeah, if he if much. the Rumours are true that he really doesn't want to continue. And the thing is, with a with a with a flash with a flashpoint film being the first film, because we haven't like, like they could just change it all, and it won't have that much of a significance to it. Because yeah. Because we 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 haven't seen enough films to get used to the characters that are in it. For them to change it, we'll be like, oh, okay, this is just a new thing now. Rather than being surprised that I don't know, uh, I don't know, um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are at war and. You know, Tom Wayne is Batman, blah, 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 mm. all that stuff. Like, I don't think they've cemented everyone's, you know, everyone's place in the DC universe enough for them to go and flip it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it makes sense to me, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I hope they've got a new director for that, though. Doing Flashpoint. For Flashpoint, really? Yeah. He'll probably I think it. they've gone through, like, three or four directors. Mm. Sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like another gambit to me. Yeah, no, definitely. Do you think Do you think the, all these flips and changes in directors is, due, is from, like, do you think, what do you think, it's cut creative differences or, like, Warner Brothers... Being dickheads or what? <laughs> I reckon it's probably creative differences, mm. or maybe they just don't have confidence in the project, mm. which you know is worrying. I think because there's a lot of potential for for um, a Flashpoint film, but I don't think you could do that as the as the first the first Flash. No, film. that's like if the first if the first Captain America film was Civil War. Yeah, you'd be like exactly. Why do I care about exactly? This? And like the main thing of uh, Barry Allen. Is like him, Fuck Barry Allen. <laughs> him and his mum, his mum dying when he's young, like leads a chain of events that causes him to become the Flash, and like you'd kind of have to do a Flashpoint film where 
okay, we have to realise that his mum's dead and this has happened, and then we have to reboot it in the same film so his mum's not dead and his dad's not in prison and blah, blah, blah. That yeah. a bit, it would be a bit convoluted. Yeah. But didn't, um, the story's a bit skewed now as well, though, isn't it? Because Batman helped him get a job. Yeah. So, at the end of Justice League. Yeah. 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 Oh, true. It kind of ruins that. It doesn't ruin it because obviously he's still trying to achieve that goal of Getting his dad out of prison. Yeah. But, but he's now trying to do it legally, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Funny thing you say about legally. In the uh, you watch Flash mm, in yeah. the in the in the Flash TV show, Barry's in prison, and um, he just decides to use his powers to just get some 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 guy who his dad knew in prison. He just like, uses his powers as to his powers to get him out of prison and sends him to like China or something, and like he thinks he's like being really clever. And he's got sorry. I've, I'm just going to complain. He's got super he's fast. He's got super fast. Like, I've, like he literally, he, a camera, yeah, in the prison turns probably about every, like, 10 seconds. So, right. like, pans from his cell to someone else's cell. In the sp- that space, that 10 seconds, he has run from the prison in Central City, wherever that is in America, all the way to China and back before the cameras ran back. Which he is, has never been that fast. Which he is that fast in the comics, but he has never been we that fast. We have never established that yeah. he's that fast. Oh, right. So he's just gone like, OP. In proper yeah. OP. But anyway. I mean, this whole storyline's. Yeah, they caught him anyway. Sorry, they caught him on the camera. Yeah, this whole story, oh, this whole right. storyline's so bullshit anyway. Why? Is, why doesn't he just escape from prison? Because uh, he wants. He doesn't want to. Because the whole thing was um, for Barry to be like evolving as a person. Because in like the first three seasons, he would run from his problems, so to speak. Obviously, figuratively, fig- bleh, literally and figuratively. Whereas now he's kind of like, okay, I'm not going to run. I'm going to beat this the normal way. Da, 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 da. But it's Sorry. bait that he's Flash because the Flash doesn't turn up anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The Flash getting around. It's just That's kind true. of like... Just, but no, no one's clocked that yet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know Why doesn't he put one of his other Flashes, yeah. one of his other universe friends in, you know? I mean, that well, Wally's fucked off so somewhere. And but he's got like 53 different versions now? of him, isn't he? Yeah, but Legends hasn't started back up again. Oh, right, so we don't actually know, oh, do you know what I mean? As yeah. audience, as yeah. audience viewers. So yeah, anyway. And so, this is it's also a bit like... Um, I've got like I've got a few problems with like I do like the new season of Flash. Excuse I think Chris's voice; he's feeling yeah, a bit under the weather. Yeah, I'm not feeling great. <laughs> um, I've got a few problems with it. It's like, purely it's like it's a good season. I think they're doing really well not to have a speedster villain. Yeah. However, I do think season five or four. We're on four now. We're on four. Season five will have a speedster again, I reckon. Okay. Um, only because he let the reverse Flash go. That's <sighs> so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, one. He's super fast, yeah, and he gets caught in a crime scene where he supposedly killed someone. Right? If you're that fast, just fucking go somewhere else. To be else. fair, he decided not to run. Yeah, but why? He thought, he thought about it, because like, then he's a fugitive. Then Barry Allen's a fugitive. Yeah, no, but if he just ran to a place where people can see his, fin- his fingerprints were all over everything. Oh, was it? They okay. planned it. They planned oh, it. Oh, yeah, the knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingerprints on the knife. And then, like, the second thing is, admittedly, yeah, the guy probably isn't in his. It's Goldberg. Yeah. The wrestler. The wrestler Goldberg. is playing this out. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the one that Barry Allen's trying to get really get uh, free from prison. Oh, right. Yeah. Big sir, isn't it? Yeah. For all Barry knows, this guy is bullshitting him. In it. And he's just suddenly gone, I believe you. My friend's going to find the person yeah. who. Uh, who um... It's because his dad saved, his, saved that guy's life. So I think he thinks, okay, because my dad saved his life, he must be trustworthy. Sort of thing. God, Barry Allen, like... He's been very naive. Yeah, he does every... Like, his dad is like... I know parents are people's idols, but it's like... His dad can't do nothing wrong. Yeah. And it's just, like, mad. And, yeah. So, 
to take somewhere someone in off to China again. Bloody stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I just right. thought it was really stupid, but yeah. it's a good season. I mean, not the season. It's been all right. Yeah, been I think right. the villain's quite Better a than clever one. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the uh, Ant Man and the Wasp trailer? I did. Yes. What did you think? I thought it was quite good. Yeah, I think it's gonna. Be, I think they might make it a bit too funny. But then the last one was pretty funny. So. Yeah. Is I Michael think... Peña in this one? Yeah. Who? Michael Peña? Yeah, 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 Michael yeah, Peña? yeah, he's in it. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. I thought it was Michael Palin. Um, yeah, so yeah, it looks quite funny. You know, They've got to continue the, the humour of the first film, really, because that's what made it so successful and surprising. I hope they don't... Because I remember you saying, this is a completely unrelated topic, but like when you were talking about um, the film you saw recently, Pitch Perfect... And you're saying like they kind of just bottled everything up from the first couple of films and trying to make it yeah, yeah, yeah. do the same. So I hope they don't try and do that in this True. film. Like say Chris, like yeah. try to make it too funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like you see the you know, like in the first film when Thomas the Tank Engine gets really big and yeah, that's yeah. really funny. Yeah. This one you can in the trailer you see the Hello Kitty yeah. Pez dispenser. Yeah. <coughs> Which is a nice callback to the first one, but yeah, hopefully they don't overdo it and just kind of rely on that and not actually because that's what Pitch Perfect didn't do, is they, they just kind of had these recurring gags but they didn't actually develop any of them mm. or develop any storyline it was just like oh hey let's do a, a, a rap uh, not rap battle an acapella off or whatever they call yeah. it and I was like well, what's the point has this film taken place after Civil War I'm not Civil yes. War not Civil War after Infinity War do we know uh, or is it after Civil War and in between Infinity War well, I don't know if it would be concurrent because oh, I think he's it... not in the first Infinity War, is he? No, oh, he's not in it? No, so I think it is after. Oh, okay. I, I think thought he was in it. Oh. I think it's after Civil War. Okay. Uh, but before Infinity War. War? No, no, I think after it's after, after both, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because maybe they're... Well, I guess Infinity War yeah. would be quite a big impact on... Everyone. On everyone, so mm. maybe... Because she discusses with him about how he got captured mm. and that, that capturing is of them in the prison Civil in Civil War. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon, actually, I reckon this might come before Infinity War, but it's also all concurrently, and then at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's like, hey, we need you for Maybe. the yeah. fourth one. Mm. I mean, they're, they're running, they're fugitives, so I don't know. But the only problem I've got is that the tech they have, I feel like it's going to be overused, and it almost makes me think, why don't the rest of the Avengers use this tech? Because like yeah. they made it essentially a building, which I thought was quite clever. Made the building into the into yeah. the suitcase. Which <laughs> they I should just shrink Thanos and stamp him. I was thinking if if he just go, there was a cartoon that someone drew, and it was Ant Man going into Thanos's ear. Yeah, I saw and that. And he just gets big bigger, and exposes his head. Or what they should do is have a nice little Easter egg because in this film, like when he shrinks down, Matt Damon's like, "You're right," <laughs> and it's like downsizing. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. Heard it, heard it here first. <laughs> Could have um, been a good. Uh, Segway. So you saw downside. We started watching downside. Yeah, I saw downside. I saw all of it, but thoughts. I don't know if you've spoken about it on the pod. No, it's decent. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought it was actually it was more entertaining than Roman J Israel. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Uh, okay. I'll tell you that for free. But um, I like the politics behind it. The guy, the yeah. drunk guy. Oh, yeah. The drunk guy in the bar was he saying about how, yeah he was mm. the coach when they mm. saying about how they don't pay tax because basically essentially. If you downsize, your money is basically ten times its value, or maybe even more. So, because they had, they they were poor, and then they had like millions in the downsizing life. But his wife decided not to join them. Can't trust these hoes. Oh uh, mate, and then she, and then he's like screaming at her down the phone. She's like, "Don't scream at me!" It's like imagine, imagine you married someone. You've been married for however long, and you were like, "Yeah." Let's downsize. And she's like, "Yeah, cool. Let's downsize." It's permanent, by the way. You can't and then you wake it. up five hours later. 
and you're fucking just tall and your wife's like, oh, sorry. Imagine, oh, I'll be so angry. I'll be so angry. <laughs> Do you see her again in the film? No. Oh, really? I get a divorce and then I'll see her. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. It, is that, that's quite like, because that happens in the trailer. Is that quite a big spoiler? Nah. Uh, mm. I mean, I, can't, I guess it kind of is. Yeah, but it happens quite early on. It's like literally mm. first 10, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. It does, it does, that is the pathway to him just having like, not self-destruction, but self-realisation that he's not quite the man he almost What is the film about? It's, well... Like, is it just about him living in this small world, or is it an actual point? So the point, the scientists invented this so that they could save the planet because it was overpopulation and stuff. Right. And obviously, mass resources being used for too many people. Right, so is there an ecological kind of... Yeah, yeah, only only like for the first fifteen, and then you kind of see last it, and last fifteen, because then you see like the poverty and the downsizing world as well, which I kind of I found quite baffling to begin with. But I suppose it's going to happen, isn't it? But um, there's no like politics. There's no like anything really is there mm. in the downsizing world. It's just no crime as well. No, no crime. Apparently. But people, but people were getting downsized as punishments. So like ah. one of the women in 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 the film, I can't remember her name, I'm not gonna lie, it was a Vietnamese name. Um, she was an active, I think she was a political activist or something like that, and basically she um, got uh, arrested, and they, like 15 people or so, all got downsized. And uh, she she was the only one who survived out of like 15 people. I don't know why, how they died, the other 15. Something to do with a TV box, and they were in a TV box. Um, and maybe they suffocated. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure. But ah. she, she survived and she had to get her leg amputated or something. Cause... Yeah, because they were like, trying to get across borders yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, I think it's an alright film. The... I was trying to think... The main... I don't know. The main plot of the film is... It's like his real life. His, yeah, it's kind of like... His, yeah, it's just him getting his life Matt together. Damon, yeah, yeah. Kind of trying, to get life, trying to get his life together, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Because it kind of shows him as being like a bit, you know... Bit soft. Yeah, bit soft, a bit down on his luck at the start of the film. Um, Meets a few people along the way. Yeah. Has a re- what? What was the thing with the scientist guy? Was Which he? One? Had he just lost his mind? Which scientist guy? The guy who invented downsizing. No, like he was. He was. He was upset because um, the world is what well, the world was on its way to self destruction because. The ice caps in Antarctica were melting, oh. so it was releasing methane, which was increasing global warming. You know, mm-hmm. like all, yeah. all, all that stuff, all that scientific stuff. So he was like, "Yeah, this world's fucked." So like, we have like what two hundred years before the world's extinct. So then, he that he, he that guy who invented downsizing gets like all the people in the first ever like downsized village or colony or whatever, and they all like go underground in this like big bunker thing to try and survive uh, the future impending doom I guess oh. and Matt Damon's like like shit like, I, I want to go with him sort of thing like we have a chance to like prevent this or you know repopulate after it's all got dead and gone so I want to go with him but then the other all, all of his mates were like no no it's a cult it's long he's <laughs> like they're all going to end up going insane and killing each other like, yeah we don't want to do this and he was like he was like, like he didn't get it Matt Damon he was like oh you guys crazy like we have a chance to survive blah 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 and then obviously he gets like, halfway and he's like no I have to go back and he goes back his Vietnamese girlfriend and yeah yeah, they lived happily ever after I guess I think I've said this before but I feel like the idea is much would be much better as a TV show rather than as a film because you could explore so much more Um, maybe a mini series 
Yeah, yeah, not like yeah. 20 episodes, like 10, you know, like a Sky Atlantic or HBO, just... Was it, nomin- yeah. was it nominated for anything, Downsizing? No, no, no. Oh, Hong Chow was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, okay, that's her name then, Hong Chow. That's, that's, that's the actress That's the one that gets in my day, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know her name in the film, but... Yeah. Um, Okay, but then you said it was marginally better than Roman J's Royal yeah, Esquire, it's a, it's so that was that is an Oscar-nominated film mm. for Denzel. Um, his performance warrant it, or he was decent. Like it's not your typical Denzel performance. In te- like he's this case character's not got much bravado as, okay. as your typical Denzel Washington character. So I, I see, I could, I see the range. Whether it's Oscar-worthy, I'm not sure. But then looking at the other people in the category, I'm like, okay, yeah, fair Dwayne enough. Johnson had a lot of range in Jumanji. He did. Played against type. He He's not Oscar nominated. That's true. That's very true. Future but... president of the United States. <laughs> Hopefully. Apparently that's all rumours. It's all rumours. He, 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 he starts running to his yeah. campaign, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, it was, it's, it's an okay film. It's about a, a lawyer who's, whose partner like dies off screen but they kind of make it so like we're supposed to feel sorry for the characters that this guy's died, even though we li- we literally haven't met this haven't met this person. Okay. But yeah, his part they're like a small time law firm, and his partner dies. So then, and then his um the because they can't keep up with like pay like uh to keep the firm open, the firm just closes down. So then he has to like uh scramble a job with some other guy, and he like Roman Israel is kind of like a. A very um, he like pays a lot of attention to detail. He like knows like every rule. He's very like uh, good with his clients. Like gives all his clients numbers so they can call him at any time and like stuff like that. Like and when um, the uh, like look, prosecutors are offering plea deals, he's like, no, this, this deal's bullshit. He like tries to fight for his clients and stuff like that. So he goes to this new firm and he kind of like loses his way in sort of thing and like. Okay. He kind of like um, starts being less attentive to his clients and um, but taking on like taking on loads of clients but being less attentive to them, giving them the same old spiel, um, giving them like ridiculous prices and like forcing them like you can tell you can see in his face that he knows that he shouldn't be charging these people so much money. But obviously the new firm that he's at, he kind of has to, like he has no really got any choice. Yeah. Um, he has this one client who is being charged for murder. Um, and he's like the client's like I didn't do it this guy did it uh, his friend I think who, who who is already like a um, a felon but he's in hiding and he's like oh, I can tell you where he is and tell you um, fuck oh, well he said he says I can tell you where this guy is and I can testify that he shot the this Armenian shopkeeper and he's like okay we'll see we'll go and find out how much this is worth to the district attorneys goes to the district attorney and they say, okay, this is worth X amount. Now we can only we can get him for um, aiding and abetting a murder and second degree murder or something like that. So yeah, ten years. And he's like, nice nah, bullshit. And they're like, well, it's not bullshit. Take it or leave it. And he's like, all right, we're leaving it. So then he doesn't tell his client about this deal offer. His client then goes and gets stabbed and killed in prison like a couple of days later. And he's like, shit. And he feels like really guilty. And then because he didn't tell his client about the deal. Um, they can get done for malpractice because he just like rejected it on on his own without consulting the client. First. Okay. So the law firm can get uh, done for malpractice. So he's to the head of the firm, called just Colin Farrell. It's basically like, yeah, in a couple of weeks I'm gonna fire you because I can't fire you now because then it will look like we've, we've done something wrong. So I'm gonna wait two weeks and then, you, then you're at the door. So he's like, fuck, I've got nothing. For <laughs> <laughs> I've got like no, he's got like, no money, and 
Then he gets robbed. Then he gets randomly gets robbed. <laughs> like, get no. Some guy just like pulls. <laughs> Some guy just like asks him for like a bit of change, and he gets like one little bit of paper out of his pocket. I don't even know what it was, and the guy just like wrestles him to the ground and starts beating him up. And Denzel's like screaming out, "You got the wrong guy!" Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, it was jokes. Anyway, yeah, he gets <laughs> so he gets beaten up, right? And then he's like, he's like, okay, yeah, this is long. Fuck this. And he finds that there was a reward going out um, if somebody could find or give information about the person who killed this Armenian shopkeeper, which from the reward was coming from the Armenian community. So he knew, so the, his client told him where this guy was before he died. So he goes and basically dimes the guy in and gets this £100,000 reward, which is obviously like, you know, illegal <laughs> and like ethically wrong and whatever. So then he uses this money Starts to buy himself a couple of new suits, goes to the beach and stuff, buys a really nice flat. <sighs> yeah. And, um... All that for 100k? Well, yeah, this thing I was thinking, like, because he bought a super nice... This, uh, this is in LA, and he bought, like, a some penthouse flat. I was thinking, like, 100k is not going to buy you that, but pff, whatever. This is renting. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. So, yeah. But then, um... So, yeah, then people find out about his wrongdoing, and he then goes to... He gets a new client in prison... And his client in prison is the person who he's dumbed in. So then, ah. yeah. So then the guy's like, yeah, I know what you did. And basically, yeah, you're fucked, man. I'm coming for you, sort of thing. And he's like, shit. And he starts to shit himself. And then, yeah. And then loads more people find out about his wrongdoing. And then he's, he, um, in the end, he sees the error of his ways, I guess. And, like, gives the money back to the Armenian, Armenian people. And he's about to turn, he's about to turn himself in. And um, some guy gets out of a car. I'm assuming a hitman. And, yeah, kills him. Oh, so yeah. Is it based on a true story? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think so. Maybe it is. No. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, but, right. That's, that was anticlimactic. Yeah. Do you reckon... Oh, and sorry. There was also... This, sorry. One of, the big, one of the big points of the film was that he like, really believed in um, getting clients fairer deals rather than... Because um, in America, to save a lot of time in trials and stuff, a prosecutor will just chuck a plea that you're like, oh, okay, we're going to give you... Um, 10 years you'll get out in fire for good behaviour um, otherwise we can go to trial and you can get 30 years so loads of people are just like okay I'm just going to take the 10 years and see what and like to you know avoid the risk of getting 30 years and then yeah. obviously the government um, they don't have to waste time and money going to trial so like it's a, yeah. that sort of thing so and then he believes that all these clients are being taken advantage of because of their desperation to you know not go to prison for as long as for like life and stuff so then he like gets this whole class action suit um, and there's like these, loads of these massive files and trying to um, get the the laws changed on pleaders or something like that to get him like get like a maximum or a minimum or something like that and then he takes it to the the uh, Colin Farrell the head of the firm and at the end of the film he like takes all of his work and takes it to the courthouse to try and get it you know litigated or mitigated or whatever it is so, yeah. oh, maybe it is based on a true story then maybe yeah Interesting. Doesn't sound it's average. Doesn't sound great. It's average. Do you reckon maybe Denzel was nominated again because they he wasn't he didn't win Denzel. last year? You know, uh, you know, because sometimes they they seem to yeah, nominate people to maybe appease. you know like DiCaprio won, which I think was for the Revenant win. Well, to be fair, it was a good. It was a good performance. It just wasn't the greatest. Of, well. I feel like he's given much better performances. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, maybe I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cause he like he, like Denzel was was it was decent and it was nice seeing him play like a 
a slightly like, you know, I suppose weaker. Like the character was still strong minded, but he was like not didn't physically strong. Yeah, not physical, physically strong. Didn't have that like, the bravado of like a Troy from Fences, you know. Yeah. So it was quite different. So maybe I don't know. Maybe they thought, okay, we'll give it to him for that. You know, he cried a couple of times. So that was nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I watched Phantom Fred earlier today, which was which I did not want to see. The biggest waste of two and a half hours of my life. I think, I think um, we've told you that one, mate. Uh, but Daniel Day Lewis was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor, and I'm fairly certain that he's the male equivalent of Helen. No, not Helen Mirren. What's her name? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep yeah. They look similar though. Um, Helen Mirren. Oh, okay. No, I yeah. Meant, I think we meant Daniel Day Lewis and Helen Mirren. <laughs> no, because <laughs> his performance was good yeah but again like you kind of you think these people are nominated because their performance should be outstanding mm. or whatever but you kind of think well there's no standards when you think how well uh, actors inhib- inhabit superheroes or action heroes mm. you know that that's just as a committed and believable performance mm-hmm. it's just there's no kind of respect there for those genres but Phantom Fred is this really wanky film about um, uh, a middle aged wanky wanky yeah not it's not literal I'm talking it's just you know artsy fartsy pretentious oh okay um (laughs) you've lost my train of thread now anyway so yeah Daniel Day Lewis plays a guy called um Reynold Woodcock he's a dressmaker um, okay. And Daniel Day Lewis himself is like sixty, and the guy he's playing is probably at least that. Um, and then yeah, so he's got a successful dressmaking business. I think it's in like the fifties. Um, very kind of upper class. Uh, he's got some high profile clients like nice. duchesses <coughs> and princesses. Uh, and then it kind of it's established very early on that he's a close bond of his sister, um, and that he kind of kind of goes through women quickly you know like he he doesn't commit very well and he just kind of dismisses them when he gets bored Mm -hmm. and then he meets this woman called Alma who's got to be at 25 to 30 years younger than he is and she kind of becomes his muse um so he's yeah and then it kind of they, they they kind of become uh more of like relationship um and you know, she falls in love with him, but he's very non-committal. Um, but he's basically portrayed as an absolute prick. So, like, he's very self-centred and egotistical. He treats women like rubbish. Like, he, you know, he'll say, he says to Alma, like, oh, when he's doing her measurements, oh, you've got no breasts. And, um, you know, just kind of bullies them a bit, puts them down. And, like, he's always, he's quite um, possessive. Him. He's possessive of them. Right. He'll be like... Uh, you know, she cooks him asparagus and he's like, you know I don't like asparagus with butter. You know I like it with oil and salt. Why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and she's like, I'm just trying to be nice. Um, so he he's, doesn't treat her very well. And then um, he... Then, then yeah, so then Alma is basically like a housewife. And then she she poisons him with mushrooms. On purpose? Um, yeah. But not fatally. But she makes him so because he's very strong, so weak that uh, he relies on her to to like basically you know do stuff for a little while. Like she looks after him, yeah. uh, and then after that point, he reciprocates and says that he loves her. So then it kind of turns and becomes that she's now a bit dominant of him, 
Um, and like towards the end, like she is about to poison him again. He, he kind of <laughs> why? It, I don't really know, man. And then like, and the, but he kind of knows that he's about to be poisoned. And then he's like, he eats it, and like they just stare at each other, like, yeah, I'm eating this. It's poisoned, right? And she's, and then she says like, I want you to be weak, so I look after you, and then I want you to be strong again. And then he's like, yeah. And then I, and then it ends, and I was like. What? Oh, like the, the, mm. the final kind of femme fatale kind of noirish I guess loosely thrillery element to it mm. was interesting. Mm. But that was you know, hundred and four uh, <clears throat> an hour and forty five into the film. Mm. And the, the, up to that point How long it, was this film? Two hours ten. Oh my god. It was so boring. So boring. Mm. Like the costumes were nice. The music was nice. It was all very, like, opulent. But it was just really boring. Yeah. And, like... It, it, sounded, I, it sounded boring. I yeah. was the only person in the screening under the age of 84. 84. <laughs> so, it tells you what the target audience for this film was. Yeah. But, yeah, it really did not engage me. I thought it was very, very boring. Mm. And I kind of wish I hadn't seen it. Mm. Um, and then again, like, I, I wasn't bowled over by... Daniel Day-Lewis's performance. But it's his final performance before retiring, so I think that definitely helps. So he says. The, yeah, T- Tilly so Gamble's way all his money needs to do another film. <coughs> yeah. And what also didn't help, and I know it's not her fault, but the elderly woman sitting next to me had Tourette's. Um, oh. So it was quite distracting, because, mm. like, she would, you know, every so often... She was trying to stifle it, but, you know, it was oh. still... Especially when it's silent. Mm. Um, well, interestingly, one of the uh, kind of outburst she had she went pap 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 and I was wondering if she'd heard Big Shaq because that was <laughs> such an idiot <laughs> that was such an idiot <laughs> oh, but um yeah so that was Phantom Fred uh wouldn't recommend yeah, that sounds rubbish I'm not gonna watch it and I saw Darkest Hour as well which I know you two have seen right mm-hmm. and I wasn't that bothered by that film either really I thought Gary Oldman Inhibited Winston Churchill quite well. Mm. Inhibited, no, inhabited. Um, But again, like, I was thinking, yeah, he gives good speeches, like, from an oratory point of view, yeah, very good. Like, But then I think that's, as much as it is down to Gary Oldman's delivery, I think the script was very good. Mm. I don't know whether it was nominated for Best Screenplay or whatever, but apart from that, like, his wife had next to nothing to do. Lily James had next to nothing to do, apart from just type. And she's a very good actress. Um, so I feel like she was a bit wasted. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of... The, the film was just punctuated by him delivering powerful speeches. And I don't know, I felt like I wanted a bit more in-depth about the rest of the war than rather just focusing it on Churchill. I suppose it was only supposed to be like the first few days of his thing, innit? And like yeah. how everybody was like doubting him sort of thing. Yeah. It should have been called the darkest days. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean it made me interested to find out more about World War Two. But Yeah, I didn't know any of that stuff. No. And it's a good companion piece to Dunkirk, you know, mm. the Christopher Nolan film. But again I wasn't blown away by it. Um and then now that I've seen a lot of the Best Actor nominees. Mm. I'm wondering... Gary Oldman probably will win it, but... Yeah. I don't think it's quite as... 
clear-cut as maybe I had thought it would be. Because whilst he was a good performance, apart from his speeches, there wasn't really much other kind of nuance, Fair in not. my opinion. But what have you guys been watching? Should we talk about The Good Place? The Good Place? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Do you, know, do you want to start us So off? this is a film, TV show? It's a Netflix TV show. Yeah. It's like 20 episodes in it a season. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, it was chapter it's only, 14. It's only, it's only 13. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is the one with Kristen Bell? Uh, is that her name? Ted Danson. Yeah. Ted Danson. Okay, so what is it about? It is about um, this woman who dies and goes to heaven, which they call the good place. And um, but and they like tell her, like, oh, yeah, you're... Because like, in this uh, version of, the, of heaven, only like the top, top, top good people... Right. Make it into make it into heaven, and like, everyone else goes to goes to the bad place, which is hell. Mm. And um, that's harsh, man. Yeah, it's very selective. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's telling, oh yeah, you're in heaven because you did all this, 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 this. And she's like, okay, cool. And she finds out, like, oh yeah, like this isn't right. I should, I'm definitely not this person that they've described on. <laughs> they've described me as so me. is it mistaken identity? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So like they've got she's the what she's got the same name as the woman who's supposed to be there because they died at that at the same time right in the same place but, <laughs> <laughs> but they got their things mixed up because one of them should be in a bad place and one should be in a good place Chris how far are you? Uh, season 2 episode oh, I, I fell asleep through a lot of it but I'm okay. up to the episode where oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in episode 2 because oh. <laughs> I'm only on I'm, I'm, on, season two, I'm on season 2 oh, but I'm oh. only on like episode 3 of season 2 Okay, I got up to episode three before I fell asleep. Okay, cool. But then, okay. but then I've jumped to episode ten. Oh right, because <laughs> I fell asleep and I woke up on episode ten. Okay. Oh right. Yeah. And how long were these episodes? Twenty, 20 minutes. minutes. Oh okay. I was gonna say, how long did you fall asleep for? Like seven hours. No, no, no. Okay, so um, oh that's right. So yeah. um, so talk us through series one and then the beginning of series two. Okay, so series Spoilers one. Spoilers alert, I guess. Um, so in in the good place, um, there's like this little. They have like different little neighborhoods. And each neighborhood has an architect, and the architect is Ted Danson in this in this instance. And he says like, yeah, everyone here's got your perfect soulmate. So then, obviously, this woman who um, isn't supposed to be in a good place, she meets her soulmate, confesses to him that she's in the wrong place, and he's like a philosopher, so he's like all about ethics and you know being a good person. Da 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 da. So she says, can you help me become a good person so I can earn my place in the good place? I feel like I've seen the first episode of this. Does the first episode end with large bees or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they Trimping speak stuff. different languages, but they translate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I only saw one episode. I wasn't that bothered by it. It's but... basically basically things start going wrong in the good place yeah. because they're normally in the good place. Oh. Yeah. So like she hogged all the shrimp out of party, so then the next day giant shrimp started falling from the sky and stuff like that. Yeah. So but... like they felt okay. Uh, if you continue doing good things, then. Uh, good things will happen everything will be in balance again okay so she's like throughout the first season she's kind of like struggling to become a good person the um, guy who's a Chidi who's um, her soulmate is like obviously trying to teach her to be a good person but struggling because she's such a bad person <laughs> and stuff like that and, and then, she is horrid yeah she's a really bad person but why doesn't she just get sent to the bad place because they don't know um, right. they don't know that she's that she's not the Eleanor that is supposed to be like, they they think the architects and all whoever think that she is the good Eleanor. Okay. Basically. 
So yeah, she's she's basically spends the whole first season trying to hide the fact that um, she's not the, supposed to be there, and because she is there, like loads of shit just keeps going wrong because because it's out of equilibrium. And then the architect says, "Oh, and I need your help. We need to try and find out why this place is going wrong." And she's like, "Fuck! What do I do?" Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, and then there's another geezer called Jason. Jason. Yeah. Jason, who's also um, not supposed to be. <laughs> he's, he's an absolute idiot. Yeah. Um, he's not supposed to be in the good place either. But he got sent there for some reason. Um, and he's they like they say, "Okay, oh, we know you." They think his name's Yu and he's like a silent monk from like a Buddhist monk from somewhere so he's like, like oh yeah would you like to be when they first meet him he's like would you like to be silent for your time here and he's like like just nods like yeah 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 oh, so obviously right. like you know because obviously if he speaks because guy's an idiot if he speaks he's going to give himself up so he yeah. starts to be quiet he gets his soulmate which is Jamila Jamil uh, um, and she plays a woman called Tahani in, in the show and she is supposed to be in the good place so she's trying to get this guy to talk and obviously he won't talk because, you know, he doesn't want to blow his cover and she's pissed off because she doesn't think her soulmate is her actual soulmate and all that crap happens. So then, basically, um, eventually, Eleanor confesses that she shouldn't be in the good, that she's, um, that they got the wrong person, basically. And then they bring the real Eleanor up from the bad place and they, like, saying, they're trying to find a way to get Eleanor to be able to stay in the good place. But, um, the um, architects of the good and the bad place are basically like, okay, you've all, by hiding, because everyone finds out at, at some point, like all the all the main people find out. So I'm saying by hiding the fact that these guys shouldn't be in the good place, you guys um, have committed bad things. So you guys, so someone, of one of you four, that being Eleanor, her soulmate, Chidi, Jason, slash Jianyu, and his, and his soulmate, um, Tahani, one of you, two of you four need to go down to the bad place. And then they were arguing, 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 arguing. And then comes the twist, which Chris fucking clocked. <laughs> Three episodes in, Chris clocked it. And he messaged me about it yesterday. And I was like, I had to say, I'd say, oh, I don't know. The, the twist is that they're actually already in the bad place. And this is this whole good place thing, it's just been psychological um, torture. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, it's a good twist. It's a good Chris literally, he messaged me yesterday. He's like, oh, I'm only three episodes in. But do you reckon the, the good place is actually the bad place? And, and I'm, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, man. I haven't really thought about it. But I was trying to think, how the hell did you catch that, Chris? Honestly, well done. I can't remember what was happening in it, but it was just too coincidental. Because I was like, I don't know how you caught that? Honestly, I literally didn't, didn't clock until the, until they said it. I was just sitting there with my nan watching it, and I was just like, I just, I don't know. It, was, it, just, it just came to me, and I was like, okay, cool. Mm. But so, so actually, everyone there is a bad person. No, no. Oh. So only, only those four are the only actual humans there. They're all supposed to be in the bad place. Everyone else, all the people in their supposed neighbourhood, they're all like actors. And for, they're all like architects from the um these overseeing that like, group of people who handle the torture in the good in yeah. the bad place. Is it torture? What's torture? Oh, so in the bad place yeah. they all they get like tortured and stuff. But like, so why are they how is it psychological torture? So Sounds basically like a nice place. uh the Tata what's her name? Tahani. She likes to talk quite a lot and she likes to like can I just say Tahani and uh, Chidi? Ch- Ch- no. Yonyu. No, no, or the, Jason. Ch- no, no, the... Chidi? Who? Chidi. Chidi. Their, their reason for being there is just such bullshit anyway because well, they don't deserve to be in the bad place but I suppose if there's a good and a bad and whatever. But I think I clocked it because if she was actually meant to be soulmates with someone who doesn't speak, yeah, 
it's just mad because she talks a lot and she was getting really aggravated that he wouldn't talk. So regardless uh. that he could talk, she was getting really annoyed. And then I was thinking, um, yeah, I just can't remember what the other thing was, but there was something else. And there's a robot called Jeanette. No, Janet. Janet, who does the anything you want, which she could solve a lot of their problems and I choose not to use her, which well, kind of frustrates me. Yeah. But um, yeah. And um, how does season two start then? If they know that Is season two the refresh? The what, sorry? The re- is it called The Refresh? Uh, what happens in season... Episode one? Of season two. They get their minds. Yeah, they get their minds. Yeah, refresh. Sorry. Yeah, re- I was thinking uh, that. What's been Yeah. So, so he, he keeps rebooting it. And this <laughs> yeah. and this is the thing that I found really stupid, yeah. Um, so I didn't like that episode. He keeps rebooting it. He reboots it about 800 times. They're rebooting their minds so he can tr- try and trick them again. Because they f- because they keep figuring it out yeah. that they're supposed to be in a bad place. He's like, fuck, I need to reboot the it. Funny, so the funny can... one, though, was when um, Jason... Jason was <laughs> 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 so, like, he literally rebooted it, like, four... Like 800, eight, times. Eight, yeah. 800 times yeah. reboots their mind so like it's been, they've been trying because his aim was to try and torture them for a thousand years and they so lost his torture is to trick them to thinking that they are oh, so in they, the good oh, place so... but that they should be in the bad no place. no so Ch- Chidi he doesn't like social awkwardness and he doesn't like being having to make decisions having and, to make decisions. Like a and obviously him trying to help her is, so the is, pairing yeah, is the torture. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. All, yes. all four of them being together. Yeah. But why did they have to have this pretense of the good place? Why can't they just be in the bad place? Because, oh, yeah. So like the ar- the architecture, the architect, sorry, uh, Ma- is his name Michael? Yeah, Michael. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Um, they were like to him, the, the the people above, his bosses were like to him, yeah, you get to, you get to create your own uh, method of torture, your own neighbourhood, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, instead of doing this old regular thing of torture, I want to do it different. I want to be um, innovative or whatever. And make it so they think they're in the bad, they're in a good place, but they're actually in the bad place because I'm torturing their minds rather than their actual mm. bodies. So, yeah. Okay, okay, so then their minds get refreshed. Yeah, but she keeps figuring the dro- majority oh, of the time, shit, yeah. For anyone, um, I apologise for anyone who watches The Good Place that listen to that because we just completely. No, we said, I said spoilers. Did at you the say, did you? Okay. And plus, we completely if you listen to this podcast, right, which thank you for doing so. <laughs> You know yeah, that we yeah, go we're straight from... in. <laughs> you yeah. know. Unless, unless yeah. one of us around this table says, hang on, don't spoil it yeah. for me. Yeah. We're yeah. going straight fair in. Enough, so I, I, you've had 41 episodes to I'm figure this out. Enough, you were in the bad place, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like the first episode of season two purely because she kept figuring it out, which I don't mind that she kept figuring it out, but she kept figuring it out for some really absurd reason. Like I think the, <laughs> the, I think the screenwriters forgot that she's portraying another person. Because she was like, she so she's there's a three hour like melody of, of poetry or something, and she's like, jazz and she was like, poetry. no one would ever like this. But I was like, you're portraying someone completely different, so That's you true. can't you can't justify your your like saying, oh, no one would like this. The person that she's meant to be portraying is like this saint. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so she's pretending to be the other relative. Yeah. She, right. Every every scenario, bar the last no, in every scenario, she's pretending to be this other person but she keeps figuring out and some of them yeah it's justifiable because she's been there for a long period of time and things happen and she figures it out but there was one that one just really annoyed me there was one one where Michael resets it and this is like after must be like three or four hundred tries and he just sat at his desk and he's like his boots like proper growing out and he's like his tyres sort of stripping he's like talking into like this recording thing and he's like because he's like been recorded like he'd be like oh yeah attempt 346 oh, right. they found it out this way because of blah 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 and he's just like talking into it and he's like saying oh, I can't believe they found it out da, 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 da. 
And then um, Eleanor was walking to the room and was like, oh, what did you say? Are we actually in the bad place? And he was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he clicks it again. He's like, like, the next time he's just like, okay, attempt 455. I've locked the door this time. So she can't come in. Oh, again, really I found that funny. Oops. But that's also, that's also a flaw. Because how the hell does she know the difference between a good place and a bad place at this point in time? Yeah. Mm. She just, she, she was like, it's the bad place, as if she knew what the bad place was. Mm. But, yeah. Um, okay. And then what, how does season, episode two progress? Uh, so, we, so you get to the point now where he just keeps recreating, recreating situations. And obviously he has to employ, I suppose, actors, who, the, the people who normally would torture people in the bad place. Yeah. He has to employ them to like, try and start actors if they're in the good place, keep up the ruse, be neighbours and stuff like that. And all these people are basically getting tired of it. And there's uh, one woman who is the who in season one I suppose played the real Eleanor. The, so she's she acted as the real and obviously she wasn't. Right. She's like, oh yeah, we're all sick of this. Um, I'm taking over now, and um, you're gonna let me take over, otherwise I'm gonna rat you up to our boss because the 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 big boss or the judge I suppose I think they call him his name is Sean. I don't know why. Uh, he says you only get two attempts at this and obviously he's on like attempt 805 uh. <laughs> so he hasn't told them about you know the other 800 on attempts so she's like yeah let me take over otherwise you know I'm going to rat you out so then he goes to the four and he's like um, I need you we need to team up <laughs> he says like, what, how does, what does he want to do he wants to um, he wants to somehow um, uh, fake erase their memories and then let this um, woman uh, take over. Mindy? Mi- yeah, whatever her name is. Yeah. Let her take over. And we're going to try and figure out a way to get us all into the good place. Okay. So I'm not really sh- and that's, that's, I think that's where I, that's where I left. I stopped watching anyway. That's where I left off. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how they're going to go at this point. I would say that I actually, I thought the twist is, is good. But I kind of wish they'd kept it going a bit longer. Longer, yeah, I agree. Nice. So the twist at the end of the first season is quite a big, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think season two is where it's where it's got to end really. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think so as well. Well, what's what's the aim? You get to the uh, so wait. Uh, have you? Oh, there's a medium place as well. Oh, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. You've seen the medium oh, place. Oh right, there's yeah. one woman there. Yeah. <laughs> I I couldn't really get. I didn't really get why she got put in the medium place. So she was a horrible person, but she had a plan to do one really, really, really good thing before she died, and she like went to. A, she wanted to start a charity and like. Um, help world poverty and stuff like that so the day she died she goes to the bank and Draw gives them a business money. plan and draws all her money to start this uh, to start this plan and then she leaves the bank she gets like she like falls to a train track and dies or something like that right um, and then her sister after she dies her sister goes and um, you know sorts out uh, the thing to start up her charity and she raises like loads of money and she says that they were she was in a state of like not knowing where she was supposed to go for ages because they were deliberating over whether or not she should be in the good place or the bad place. So then they created a medium place for her. So like, okay. people saying in the medium place, like, we've got your favourite beer, but it's always warm. And, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. But again, I don't, I don't hate to grill on this programme because I've actually really enjoyed it. But then the lady, one of the four main characters, who was giving lots and lots of money to charity, regardless if it was a selfish act because she wanted to have fame, surely she should be put in the medium place as well. Yeah. But, but it was like, yeah, the thing, funny, the, the way, the, yeah, the way they grade it is, is weird because I think, well, I, I honestly don't really think there is a truly selfless act, really. No. But obviously this woman 
um, is raised. She raised, she raised like sixty billion dollars for charity. But the only reason she did it was to um, build up her self importance and um, show up her family and stuff like that. So they say, yeah, okay, because of that, you deserve to be in the bad place. You know, so it's a bit because like, like, like in this in this good place, literally, it's like well, I'm assuming anyway because I'm only going by what. Uh, Michael the architect said he could be completely lying about it I don't know but I think it's literally like the best of the best of the best people like you have to be basically like a saint to get into the mm. good place and yeah. if you're not and if you're like if you're oh no okay person you're going straight to the bad place that's harsh yeah I, I like this medium place I think I think well, I'd sit quite comfortably there <laughs> I can tell you episode if you were, 10 or 12 if, does spoil the the remainder for me like if you were to die now do you think you'd go to the good place or the bad place Chris? Uh, I haven't exactly well I haven't done anything wrong but I haven't exactly been a world giver of us so um, probably the bad place I'm honest mm. it's yeah. too it's too mm. high up mm. it's too much of a pedestal that I'm nowhere near mm. yeah. I think a uh, medium place would be nice Mm. Although it wouldn't actually. I don't, I don't uh, warm, warm drinks. No, I don't warm drinks. Would you rather have warm drinks and be tortured yeah. for the rest of the night? Yeah, yeah fair point. She only had like two VH, VSH tapes. VHS. Uh, what if what, your your medium place would be um, you. Freezing cold Pepsi. Yeah, it'd be. Ugh. No, not as medium. It'd be Coke. No, it's. <laughs> Yeah, Coke instead of Pepsi. Coke yeah. won't be cold. Yeah. Or, 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 you've got, or you've got like 5,000 DVDs, but you've only got a VHS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that'd be yours, yeah, yours would, I don't know, what would yours be? Oh, that you, you have your tub of Vaseline, <laughs> but you lose it every single day. <laughs> never, you never going, get to the bottom I'm of the tub. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a nightmare to me though. it is I found, one, I found one of your tubs of Vaseline in the car like oh, a few shit. weeks ago <laughs> Lauren was like why have you got Vaseline I was like it's not mine it's probably Opie's <laughs> what would your medium place be hmm. my medium place oh. I'd be watching a scary film and all of a sudden something really childish comes up and doesn't scare you at all that's pretty much it that's pretty much my life anyway uh. um I don't even know. Mm. I don't know. If Hollywood would be something to do with horror films, though. I don't know. Do you think? Yeah, like, you have your favourite horror film on, but... Or you have, like, a sick horror film on, but um, you always miss the ending or something like that. I don't know. It's, mm. something, it's unfinished. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway. I'll get thinking. I, do, I think the TV series is a very good content. I think it's all right. Um, yeah. I think it's all right. I've also a feeling that Michael's got the good place all wrong. Do you think? Yeah. Mm. I think... If they do eventually get there, I don't know if they do or don't. But if they do, I've got a feeling that it's not going to be what they thought it was. Maybe. Talking of death and things like that, I saw a film called A Ghost Story, which uh, came out last year. Um, not a very wide release. It's got uh, Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck in. Mm. It's a story. They're, they play a couple and... Um, uh, then Casey, like they, they live in this house and they're planning on moving. But Casey Affleck doesn't want to move because uh, it's like nostalgia. But Rooney Mara does, and then he dies in mm-hmm. a car crash, and then he comes back and just basically as a ghost and just watches over her. Um, but it's a very literal ghost in the sense that it's Casey Affleck wearing a bed sheet with eyes. Um, okay, <laughs> it's weird. And like he, he kind of. 
sees her, um, you know, going about her business, like selling things off to get ready to move and like grieving. And um, when she eventually does leave the house, like she writes this little note, which we never see and puts it in like a crack in the wall and paints over it. And then like you see Casey Affleck trying to like scratch it out. Mm. Um, but time goes quicker for him. So he's scratching it out and like then the house gets leveled and then like it becomes the future. And then, and then like all of a sudden it becomes the past again. And okay. it's just like this very cyclical kind of, narrative um and then he ends up he sees this other ghost as well in the house opposite and like you could it's subtitles of like how they communicate they don't say anything mm. um but then it's like oh who are you waiting for and it's like oh i can't remember and then as soon as they don't realize who they're waiting for anymore then they just kind of vanish mm. um it's very like i want to say existential i don't know if that's that the quite right word but it's very like um, poignant and it's about the timelessness of place and relationships but it was a very slow film what genre is it? Uh, I'd say it was like a drama mm. but yeah I mean it wasn't great there's things I appreciated about it mm. but it was very yeah it was again like a kind of quite pretentious mm. film but it, it wasn't bad it was only an hour and a half so it you know wasn't like phantom fred where i was sitting there like checking my phone like, <laughs> and the fuck is this thing gonna end yeah but yeah um and then in kind of complete contrast i watched a film called the boko experiment which... i remember wanting to watch this when i saw a trailer from it um is it good yeah it's i enjoyed it it's um from the guy who wrote uh wrote and directed guidance of the galaxy um it's about this American company in Bogota in Colombia mm. um, and what they actually do there oh, do you want me to no, are you going to watch I it? I probably won't so go on okay but yeah so anyway they're in the office and there's 80 of them and then all of a sudden all the windows and doors get blocked and they basically get told that they have to kill one another um, so it starts off they, each person has to kill two colleagues mm. um, or Ten of them will die because they've all got implants in their head that will mm-hmm. explode, um, and then it's all this like the film's basically a moral quandary. It's like you get you got some people and they're like, oh yeah, we need to kill people so that more people survive, and then other people are like, well, how would you choose who who survives and who dies? Mm. Um, and then like the CEO kind of is the main antagonist of the film um, because he basically so he get rounds everyone up and he's like, right, because uh, this is at the point where. They they don't kill the enough right amount of people, so the people in charge of the building say, okay, well now thirty of you need to die. Mm. So he rounds them up and he says, right, is anyone here over sixty? Shoots all the people over sixty, and he's like, anyone here uh, not got children? And then you know, so it's very like a selective process. Mm. Um, and then like our main hero, you kind of follow few people around the building, like trying to survive and people end up turning one another. Um, so it's quite a, you know, it's quite a fairly fast pace. Like, it's very, very violent. Mm. Like, you see people's heads explode, like, all the time. <laughs> it's not quite in the same sense as Brawl in Cell Block 99, but... Um, I don't think anything's ever going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was quite a good concept. And then... But there are, like, you do follow f- certain people and their efforts are just futile. Like, there's this one woman who basically is in hiding for the entire first hour of the film and then eventually she like gets into a lift and comes down as soon as she comes down the doors open and she gets shot in the head and you're like ah oh, come on it's like quite 
frustrating in that sense. But um, eventually the main protagonist survives and he's the last one. Um, oh, there's only one person left after all yeah. that. Oh, sure. Which part of me was like, yeah, you always knew he was going to survive. But then part of me was like, that's too predictable. I wanted something else, someone else to survive or something. Mm. But anyway, Did he, he ever think about shooting himself? Uh, no, because he wants to survive, like everyone does. Um, but how do they allow him to dictate? What do you mean? Well, like he was like, "Oh, you're all over sixty, so." Bang, no, that's the antagonist. Yeah, that was the antagonist. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, he eventually dies. Um, but yeah, so then the, I can't remember any of their names. But he, the protagonist, kind of gets taken out by the, the controllers of this game, I guess, and then, um, they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, you passed, well done." Um, and then he's so angry that he ends up shooting all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, and then it turns out that he is one of many situations that are going on. So have you ever seen, you've seen Cabin in the Woods, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a similar twist in that where there's lots of these locations or Battle Royale, the same for the Japanese film where it's like a group of girls land on islands and they've got to kill one another to survive. Hunger Gamesy in a mm-hmm. sense, but then he's one of... Like and you see a lot on this screen, lots of other people in similar situations, and then it goes okay, phase one over, stage two, sort of thing, and then it ends. So I thought it was you know it was, it was quite good. The 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 twist wasn't particularly original because I've seen it in lots of other films before. Mm. But um, I think it's hard to find a not so original twist anymore though. Isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed it, and if there was a second one, you know, with all of these other you know locations involved, I would definitely watch it. I don't think it was very expensive to make. And Why do they get um, things implanted in their heads? Oh, it's because, uh, because they're in Colombia and it's such a dangerous place. It's a tracker, so they know where everyone is and that everyone's safe. Wow. Um, and then they've kind of, yeah, uh, I guess hacked it and turned it into an explosive device. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Mm. Is there anything else that you guys watched that you want to discuss? I just wanted to talk about The Good Place again. Do you find it really funny? The part says... Um, was it Jeanette? No, what had Janet. Janet. Why do I keep saying Jeanette? <laughs> Janet. Janet is this robot person, yeah. And there's a button in the good place at oh, which yeah. self which turns her off and reboots her. And so they go up to this button because basically they, uh, there's a point in the series where they want to save Michael from having because basically if Michael does bad, he'll get uh, he'll be made retired, and that means he's, he gets tortured. Basically. He gets tortured and dies, whatever. Um, so there's this button that turns off the robot lady. Right. Janet. 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 What? Jan it. Right. <laughs> and basically, when you get near the button to press it, she begs for her life. It's like a def- defence mechanism. Right. And it's so funny. It's just the like, like she'll like be begging for her life, and they'll be like, "Like Janet, can you stop?" And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she'll be like, "Oh yeah, no, it's okay. Go ahead, press it." Because obviously, like, she can't help it. It's just yeah, like yeah. Thing, once you get to press it, so she'll be like, she'll be caught one minute, and then you'll go to press it, and then she'll just start begging for her life again. Yeah. Uh, even she'll be like, "Oh, she'll get a picture." Like, look, these are my three kids. Obviously, she hasn't got any kids because yeah. she's a she's a robot. But yeah, it's jokes. And Michael, Michael does it, and he's like, "Can you, can you just calm down, yeah, please? Yeah, can you just chill? Can, can you just be cool?" No, I just want to mention that because there's so many little quirky bits in the series which I find quite funny, mm. and like so also in the woman's house because it's obviously not the houses are built for the people what they would have their perfect house, and it's quite clearly not the perfect house for her. Right. But there's like a massive ledge. So there's the main room, a massive ledge, and then her bedroom. 
and she has to like struggle to get up this ledge to go to her bedroom mm. and and all she has to do is press this button under the thing to make the stairs come out but she ah. doesn't know about it <laughs> I just find it so funny but uh, yeah so uh, I could talk about Joy okay is based, this, on a, is, based on a true story is this one with Jennifer Lawrence about Jennifer, Hoover yeah uh, is it Hoover or no, a mop a mop uh, yeah, it's about a mop. Sounds uh, enthralling. But based on a true story about a lady who... An inv- an inv- lady, uh, I've forgotten her name, though. Joy? Yes. Good thinking, my friend. Yeah, it is Joy. Uh, no, wait. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is Joy. Joy something. Um, and basically, it's this lady. She's a bit down on her luck. She, lives, she has a house. Her mum just is the most awful, like, awkward character. Like, So she lives with her, her, grand, her, her nan. Her two children, her mum, her ex, and sometimes her dad. Right? Right. And so her mum sits in the, lies in the bed all day watching this sitcom all day. Her nan's always trying to push her to do better with her life. Like, she's, she invented stuff as a kid. But obviously, the breakup between the mum and the dad really just put a halt to it. So, because you, you see her as a kid to start with. And then you see her growing up, and then her dad comes to the door, it's like, oh, I've broken up with my my mistress, I need to live here. So in the basement, he, she divides the room, so the dad gets one part, the ex gets the other part. <laughs> and then, you know, you see one of her kids loads, but you don't see the, the other kid that much, which I find I found really strange. Like, he's ill one, at one point as well, and you don't see him. Like, literally... You look through, you look through the door frame. You can see her sitting on the bed. You see him lying down. You, but you can't see his head because of the door. I'm like, well, I don't understand why they did that. It was really, it really baffled me. Okay. Um, then she, she's um, she's always the one cleaning up stuff. Like there's always a mess. She's always fixing it. Like, uh, the mum, like when she's doing her hair, she always puts it down the sink and she clogs up the sink and then she, obviously Joy's got to fix it. But she can't fix it completely, so she has to get a plum, uh, plumber in or a mechanic. Um, and same, so they go on the boats because her dad finds a new... Oh, she's got a stepsister as well, who is always like... Like, she's always like... She doesn't like her, basically, because obviously she's like, she's taken my dad away from me kind of thing, even though she works... So her dad owns a, a car shop, mechanics. Um, she work, The stepsister works there, and Joy does the counting the books for them. Um, and basically, the dad finds a mystery, a new new wife who's rich. She invites them all onto a boat. They 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 smash some wine. Joy's cleaning it up and she's cutting her hands because she's using the mop and when she's rinsing the mop, she's getting all glass in her hands. And she, she invents this mop where you can... It's like a twist thing. And so basically, it, it puts a cap around the mop and squeezes... Squeezes it for you, so yeah. so if you wouldn't get your hands cut, and also another inventive thing she did was that you can take the mop head off, and put it in the washing machine and clean it, and then use it again, and then loads of cells. She tries to put it in shops and stuff. Well, she asks asks this lady who's now with her dad for the for the money. And then the lady's like, "I'll give you half. You put up half," and the dad is so unhelpful. Like you, honestly, it is disgusting. If that is how her dad was, he's like. There is no, no point where the woman, you think the woman's going to say, no, I won't give the money. But the dad's like, well, Joy, you can't just let her give everything. You can't let her do it all. You've got to do part of it as well. And you're like, shut up, man. Just <laughs> be quiet. What decade is this set in? Uh, 70s, 80s. Okay. 
I think the woman's still alive. Oh, right. Um, so it's basically when... So it's, it's America, and they're really big on their, like, tele-shopping. Yeah. Um, no one had a mobile phone, I don't think. I'm trying to think. Did they? So she manages to get into shops. Well, well, the thing is, like, so she, she finds this manufacturer. They basically hire these people, and they use the... The what the the, the what do you call them? the mechanics is that what you call it? They use the dad's shop get these people yeah, in. They the start building shops, it, yeah. and then she so her ex so she's down with her like no shops will have it because they're like why would I want why would I want to sell one mop when I couldn't have sell this one and keep selling it because people will just come back once it's broken, Good and point. then yeah and then so the ex is like right I'm gonna help her out so the ex gets her meeting with this guy. The guy doesn't want to see her that day, and then all, all of a sudden, oh, she gets told the guy doesn't want to see her, and then uh, Bradley Cooper turns up, and he's the guy, and he's like, he's in a boardroom with her, and he's like, sell me your product, and all these people are taking the piss out of her and stuff, and he's like, no, takes her into a room, takes her into a place, like, they have these like kitchens made up, so they can sell their products on, on the TV and stuff, and so he, she basically sells it to him, and he's like, right, can you make me 50,000 of them? She's like, oh. she's like, yeah, I think I can do it. And then, so, basically, she has to take out a second mortgage to do it. And they get this they get this guy who's really big on the TV to sell the mop, but he doesn't know how to do it. So he's on the TV, and he's trying to do the twisty bit, and he's like, oh, I can't do it. And you literally, all of them watching it are like, oh, like, shit, like, this is gone. And like, none of them, like, the dad's like, oh, Joy, you tried your hardest, but... Like, you're never going to be successful with it. Like, all this stuff. And you're just like, wow, you are a big old arsehole, man. And then basically, um, the manufacturers are um, messing them up a bit because the manufacturers are like, oh, we're going to charge you more this time. And then whenever the manufacturers mess up on the design, they're like, oh, you've still got to pay for that lot, though, and pay us for the new lot. And Joy's like, do not pay them. I'm going to sort it out. What's the sepsis to do? Pays them. them. Right. Fucking idiots. <laughs> and then um and then so basically the mop's not sold and Joyce Joyce goes down there and she's like, Let me sell the mop. Let me I know how to sell it and he's like, No, I can't do that and she's like, No, you're letting me sell it And so they probably like dollar dollar uh her up and she's like, Nah, I can't I can't do it like this. So she puts on her normal clothes. She goes out there and she like has stage fright. But luckily her friend rings up and's like oh, I need a mop that can do this. And she's like, well, this mop can do this. And it kind of like encourages her. And they hit the 50,000 mark. But obviously then they're having a problem with the manufacturer. And obviously she's just done a double mortgage, so she's not really... Uh, and the, basically the manufacturer is going to try, try to charge them more money than the mop sells for. Right, oh, wow. And so she goes down there and she finds out that they're actually going to try and sell their own version of her mop. Oh. And so she tries to steal the pieces back and but the police take her to custody and then um i think i think she's about to lose her house oh and then basically the dad again unhelpful he's like you like he's just berating her with not nice things and the woman who gave her loads of money is like i've got to file for bankruptcy now like otherwise we're going to lose so much money and she basically signs the form and she goes mad and then all of a sudden she just cuts her hair Signs the form for what sorry Huh? Bankruptcy. Okay. And um obviously if she does that that's game over. Mm. She's done it. But um she goes a bit mad, she's like she's like angry, like I and I would probably be the same. And then literally she cuts her hair, 
sits down with loads of books and she figures out there's something dodgy about this. Is this Joy or the This is Joy. This is Joy. The stepmom is not helpful at all. She is worse. The dad's like, oh, Joy, you can come and stay with us while you sort things out. She's like, can she? Almost saying, she's not. She's not going to stay. And um, I think the the grandmother died. Yeah, the grandmother dies just before this as well. Um, But, or is it just after? It's it's not really that relevant to the film, I don't think. Um, but the grandmother's the one who's doing the vo- the narration of it. Sometimes, um, Joy figures out that the money that they paid to these these people wasn't necessary, and that she spoke to the head of the company, and he had no idea that they were trying to do all this stuff. So she gets all her money back. She basically says to this guy like, "You you want to give me what I want when when I want it kind of my thing," and then. Yeah, it all works out. And she sells a lot, like, there's a wiki page and she's got loads of things that she sold in real life. She's an inventor? Yeah. Oh, cool. But yeah, it was, it was a decent film. Like, you just, honestly, I'd say watch it, but you get so frustrated with the dad. Like, honestly, he's such a dick. <laughs> such a was dick. Was it a comedy or a drama? Or? A drama. There's a little bit of comedy, but not enough to call it a comedy. But yeah, it was a good film. I'm, I'm quite glad I watched it, actually. I did watch another film actually, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, well, maybe it. talk about it when you get your voice back. Yeah, flipping out. Any more for any more before we wrap up? Do you want to talk about Black Lightning? You oh, yes, mm. I did watch Black Lightning. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. So we, you spoke about it last week. Have you, what, what, have you oh, watched? Oh, two. Oh, cool, the yeah. ones that were on Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's really interesting, like the fact that he is at a later stage of his kind of career. Like, he's not old, is he? But he's. Considering Lawanda yeah. was looked about student, forty, and yeah, and they looked, looked about forty, yeah, they look and, the same age, and, and student, he looks about forty, but yeah. I'm assuming he might be in his fifties. Considering, yeah. um, so Jess, Jess is like eighteen, and then and Alyssa, Anissa, Anissa, is like in her twenties. I haven't even thought about that actually. That's yeah. yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, so you know, he's kind of post retirement, but kind of tempted back into retirement. He's you know, it's not like the typical. Um, superhero where it's like everything goes right for you you know like billionaire blah 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 I mean he's popular in the community but you know he's got family problems and I find you know he's a very kind of real character in that respect mm. um, and the fact you know he's trying to do right for his community and then I really like the fact that the villain Tobias is an albino yeah. I think that's a really interesting kind of twist mm. because obviously it's like an African and American story yeah. and Tobias is African American but he doesn't look you know kind of you know his pigmentation is different yeah. so I think that's a very and they always say like oh yeah do you, like, do you hate black people sort of thing and he's yeah. like oh maybe he does because he's like albino maybe he's treated differently as a child da, 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 da. Yeah. that sort of thing and obviously that's kind of progressive for representation as well so mm. yeah I think I think some of it gets a bit cheesy, cheesy and yeah. so poppery yeah yeah um, but, you know, I think, and the action is at this point isn't great, but I think the story is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly didn't think he was going to sh- shoot the woman. No, it's a bit unexpected, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like Lala. Yeah. Uh, and then when Lala dies as well. Yeah. I kind of... I liked Lala. <laughs> you like Lala? Yeah. yeah. I, sh- I assume that Tobias has some sort of super strength or yeah, something. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see how it develops. Are I you think, guys on episode three now? I think you'll yeah. like episode three as well. Yeah, episode three was decent. I just like what happened in episode three. Oh yeah, it was alright. I think episode three 
isn't as good as the first two episodes. Okay. But it's still, but it's still okay. But Anissa has powers, and then I assume Jessica might. Jennifer. Um, oh, Jennifer. Is it Jennifer? Yeah. Oh. But yeah. I think the, the girl who plays... Well, both of them, actually. Both the, the, the girls who play the daughters are both really, really good actresses. Oh, God, the scene. Oh, my God. Oh, episode three, so cringy. Don't like the, the, his secretary, though, at the school. Oh, on yeah. the tiny, like, thin head. Yeah. And she's like... Obviously wants to get in his yeah, trousers. Yeah. And like, <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> there, was a, there was a bit, there was a line from the first episode that I really enjoyed from Tobias Well. And he says, um, so he's, like, he's talking about how like he hates people who go to church and stuff like that. He's like, oh, they're always singing and praying, praying and singing. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Like, ah. that's, a good, that's a good line. He's a rapper, isn't he? In real yeah, life. in real life, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Mm. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm looking for, uh, I look forward to the next episode yeah. and see where it goes. Do we know how many episodes it's going to be? Is it going to be like... I, th- I, think, or... I think it's 13. Okay. They usually start them on 13 and then turn them to 23. I like the music. I, I like the music I like in it. The, the theme tune as well. Mm. Black think, Lightning's back. Isn't, isn't Eye Zombie only 13? I think so. So maybe they'll do the same I hope they that. do because I'll just come off to watch another 20 episode. I see. <laughs> <laughs> 20 episode series, man. That should be, that be back up. soon. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... I think it's good, yeah. Yeah, um, alright, well, I'll, I'll always be an episode behind you, I guess, but... Um, yeah. Well, good not matter. Yeah. Not I'll, I'll try and watch it on the train. There's no episodes about Tuesday, so... True. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else was watched. I want to try and watch that Altered Carbon. That's on Netflix. It, it got 63% on Wrong Tomorrow. Which... I'm going to give the first episode a go. I thought so. Okay, oh, yeah. I'll try and watch that. But Maybe not for I next was, week. I am ill, so. And then Black Panther's out soon, so that's what I'm looking forward to over the next mm. couple of weeks. Can't wait. Yeah. And screen on scene if we go tomorrow. Are you going to go? Yep. I'm thinking it might be our 20 Although That's alright. That's meant to be quite good, isn't it? So. Okay. Either that or Ladybird, I think. I'll again. I'll take Ladybird. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch Ladybird. I'm going for that, but there must be something else that we've watched this week. Which seems like a very short episode. It's a short episode, but we've done two two hour plus ones for the last few weeks. So true. Uh, and we've done this is a late one. It's a late one. You're not feeling well. Yeah, so true. I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, no questions. No, no. Next week I'll come. Next week. Yeah, we haven't, week. and we need to get back into the from the archives. Oh shit! Yeah. All of these things that we started, we keep <laughs> we keep leaving. <laughs> we try and have more structure. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening to episode forty two. Uh, do share our content. You can follow us on. Twitter at YSC Podcast 17. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud under your average critics. And then tune in next week. Peace. Action.